Hare Krishna, Vanjakal Puttu Gusta, Puttu Sindhu Devacha, Adipanam, Bhavani, Vyo So we continue today after a little bit of a break with Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 27, which is called the Process of Deity Worship. And we've gotten up to text number 30 and 31. <clears throat> the previous verses we were doing have been uh, describing worshipping the Lord's paraphernalia and his associates after establishing all the articles of worship and, um, and so on. Now, we have a 30 and 31 that these two are done together, but we actually start talking about uh, bathing the deities. So I'll read those texts. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya so 30 and 31 go like this. Chandano Shira Karpuya. Did that wrong. Chandano Shira Karpura. Kumkumagurvasitai. Salililar Snapain Mantrayar Techida. Vibhavesati. Swarnagharma Nuvakena. Mahapurusha Vidyaya Parushe Napi Suktena Samadhi Radhanadivihi Translation of these texts. The, the worshipper the worshipper should bathe the deity every day as opulently as his assets permit uh, using water scented with sandalwood, ushira root, camphor, kumkum, and aguru. He should also chant various Vedic hymns, such as the Anuvaka, known as Svarana Dharma, the Mahapurusha Vidya, the Purusha Sukta, and various songs of the Samaveda such as Rajana and Rohingya. Uh, so the, yeah, so here's here's a list uh, with with a with with a, starts with a list of what you're supposed to bathe the deity with. Snapayet, uh, one uh, should bathe uh, the deity uh, uh, with. Salilai uh, by means of different kinds of waters, uh, and that water would have in it chandan, sandalwood paste, ushira, the fragrant ushira root. We'll get into what those are. Can I look them up? <laughs> Karpura, which means camphor, kumkum, vermilion, kumpumpak powder, agaru, which is if you have the the Edition here from the BBT, they they call it two words, uh, uh, aloes wood. That should be one word, aloe wood, because it has nothing to do with. It's not like aloe vera. We'll get into that interesting aguru. And so these are vasita. These things perfume uh, the water that you bathe the deity in. Uh, so that's the list. Sandalwood, Ushira root, camphor, kumkum, agaru. Uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, every day, Nichida, Vibhave Sati, as much as you can afford. Because <laughs> uh, it turns out that this, uh, this agaru is one of the most expensive things on earth right now. Um, uh, so the worshiper should also chant various Vedic hymns, uh, uh, 
and here they're listed again another list the Swarna Karma hymns, the Mahapurusha Vidya uh, verses, uh, the Purusha Sutta prayers, uh, songs from the Samaveda and Rajana, the Rajana, and so on. So, with this interesting verse here, um, the the uh, BBT uh, purport just says the Purusha Sutta prayer beginning Om Sahasra Shirsha Purusha Sahasraksha Sahasrapat is contained in the Rig Veda. <laughs> That's all they say here. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, uh, more or less the same thing. What mantra should one use? In other words, you ask that question, here's the answer. The Swarna Dharma mantras, and then they start with Swarnam Dharmam Parivedanam, and then the Mahapurusha Vidya, then he tells you the words. That starts with uh, Purusha Shukta, same as here, and then also this Rajana verses, uh, Indram Naro Nemadita begins that way, and these other verses, Rohingya verses and others, he says. The other place we go to for this part of the Bhagavatam is the other commentary on this. This is the uh, Pancharachika Pradipa, that, that great little book uh, of which uh, only part of it's been published uh, by the Deity Worship Ministry. So in the supplement to Volume 1, Volume 2 has not come out. Uh, they also give further information, with more detailed ideas. So what they say here uh, is that um, uh, for this, these two, this uh, 30 and 31, there are numerous herbs that one can use to scent the Lord's bathing water. And these will be described in volume two of this manual. Never been published. It's been almost ten years now. <laughs> I think they, they decided to do it all over again and start again with this, this book. Pujaris commonly put a few drops of rose water or some fragrant flower petals in the bathing water. And they just mentioned that. We do do something at least. Devotees generally chant the Purusha Sukta prayers when worshipping the Shalagram Shila deity. Uh, and Srila Prabhupada has recommended that Pujaris also chant the Brahma Samhita prayers when bathing deities. Generally, we use, most of us do, if we're doing Shalagram Shilas, we use the uh, Brahma Samhita uh, prayers. Um, so that's what uh, that one says here. Uh, now, uh, uh, so the things that are mentioned here, this Ushira root, the fragrant Ushira root, that, it turns out that's actually couscous. That's what it, that's what it is. The, because, uh, you know, using the modern research techniques known as the Internet, you get, the Latin name. you get the Latin name, and then you can find out, oh, it's called couscous. Okay, so that we know what that one is. Now this aguru, uh, uh, is, uh, turns out, it's called aloe wood, not aloes wood, but aloe wood, or eagle wood in English. Uh, uh, and, and what it is, is a uh, described as Uguru is a large tropical and subtropical fragrant evergreen tree, uh, and it's, there's a whole lot of things that's used for for medicinal purposes. And uh, what happened to my thing here? Maybe it's on here somewhere. I had this hooked up to the internet. Somebody took it down. Hmm. Uh, yeah, let me get the Wikipedia entry for this, because the Wikipedia has a whole big, huge thing on uh, Aguru. Uh, let's 
No, they use the other word. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. They use the, t- the term agarwood, A-G-A-R-W-O-O-D. Okay, now I'll find it. Ah, uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Is a... These are large evergreens of Southeast Asia, and then they become infected with a kind of a mold or a parasite. Uh, Then when the tree becomes infected in response to the attack of this mold, it produces a dark aromatic resin and changes the color of the hardwood and then this resin is valued in many cultures for its distinctive fragrance and thus is used for incense and perfume. That's how it happens. Uh, and of course, as they're disappearing, as typically happens, and so the price has gone up uh, <laughs> of this. We're going to say here, First grade agar wood is one of the most expensive natural raw materials in the world. The wiki at citation needed. <laughs> the, the documentation on this is not there. Um, and they say here the odor of agar wood, this is agaru, is complex and pleasing with few or no similar natural analogs. As a result, agar wood and its essential oil gained great cultural and religious significance in ancient civilizations around the world being mentioned throughout one of the world's oldest written texts, the Sanskrit Vedas from India. Those are mentioned here. And it's got all these medicinal uses and everything like that. There's a big long Wikipedia entry. If you want to find it, you have to look up agar wood, A-G-A-R-W-O-D, one wood. One word, excuse me. In Bengali, agarwood is known as agora gach. Agora, agora. And uh, anyway, that's that's one of the one of the uh, interesting things. This distilled from the wood, you know, using uh, steam distillation and so on. But uh, I'm interested to find out what these things are. In that way, so here they they mention this, um, uh, and then uh, uh, yeah, so that's that's what that, that list is of things of the different things to uh, bathe uh, the deity with. So now let's go, text 32. Uh, it goes, Vastro pavitta baranam patrasvagam dalepanai alankur vita sa prema madbato mam yatojitam Uh, My devotee should then lovingly decorate me with clothing. So the bathing has been done, now the dressing. With clothing, a Brahman thread, various ornaments, marks of tilak and garlands. And he should anoint my body with fragrant oils, all in the prescribed manner. Uh, That's what... uh, So we have the interesting one of the interesting words here we have a difference of opinion on what it means. Patra shag. The patra 
the word patra, the word for word here, is this, uh, translated as decorations drawn on various parts of the body with tilak. Now, patra we usually think of meaning a leaf, although in the dictionary it's spelled with two T's. We only use one T, but anyway. Uh, so here they have uh, decorations drawn on various parts of the body with tilak. Uh, uh, but Vishwanath Chakravarti says in his purport, Patrashak means garlands made of tosi leaves. See, it's one long big comp- compound, right? Vastra, hyphen, upavitta, Brahmin thread, abhararam, ornaments, patra, uh, shrak, ganda, lepana. So here, here you have a list, and you don't know what goes with what sometimes because they're just strung together uh, in a Sanskrit kana. So, vastra, clothing, upavitta, this the Brahman thread, abharana, ornaments, then this patra shraka. So, Shark takes it together, patra shraka, garland of patra, tulsi leaves. Uh, uh, but the BBT, uh, probably following somebody else, marks of tilak. In other words, marks made with tilak as this patra. Decorations on, done on various parts of the body with, with, with tilak. Uh, so, you know, both, both are either or both. And then ganda, lepana, smearing of fragrant oils on the body. In this way, he should, my devotee should decorate me, sa prema, with love, yata uh, uchitam, as it's instructed. Uh, uh, the BBT purport goes for this one. Oh yeah, they, they quote Sridhar Swami. Sridhar Sridhar Swami uh, quotes Lord Sri Krishna's instruction to Ambarish Maharaj in the Vishnu Dharma Upa, Upa Purana as follows. There's Puranas and there's Upa Puranas. Uh, the extra additional Puranas <laughs> or sub Puranas or whatever. This is the Vishnu Dharma. Anyway, this is quoting here Sridhar Swami. Absorbing your mind completely in the deity, you should give up all other shelter and consider the deity your intimate well-wisher. You want to really, you know, Krishna is there in front of you, so you don't have to bathe the deity and think of Krishna somewhere else. You think of Krishna the way he is so nicely present to your immediate senses. Uh, you should mentally worship him and meditate upon him while you walk, while you stand, while you sleep and eat. So if you're a pujari and you're dressing every day or frequently a particular deity, that's the form of Krishna that you should have a relationship with. Because that's the way he showed up. Uh, you should mentally worship him and elaborate that. You should see the deity in front of you, behind, above, below, and on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> In this way, you should constantly remember my deity form. So that's Sridhar Swami. And uh, and they mention here, in the Gotamiya Tantra, one is enjoined to give the deity of the Lord a Brahman thread, if possible, one made of gold. (laughs) In the Nasringa Purana, it is stated, if one offers to Lord Govinda, Lord Govinda a yellow sacred thread containing three strands of silk, he will become an expert in Vedanta. That's helpful to know. <laughs> That's what it says here. Um, uh, now, uh, from the Deity Worship Manual, the Pancharashtra Deepika, their explanation of this verse... Fragrant oils, that, that's mentioned here, uh, and in the next verse, uh, refers specifically to ganda, or sandalwood paste mixed with various ingredients. It may also include scents offered with cotton swabs or put in the deity's clothing. The Lord's statement that one should offer the items 
all in the prescribed manner, yata uchitam, suggests that the details given in the Shastra for offering items such as the procedure of purification and the use of mantras should be followed as far as possible with a proper understanding of the procedure's meaning. After bathing the Lord, the Pujari may offer these items when the Lord is situated in the Alankara Asana, the Asana for dressing. Alankara means to dress or to decorate. Alankara Asana. We have a special seat for that. If there are both large and small deities of the same personality, that is, Radha Krishna, Gornitai, or Jagannath, while the small metal deities are receiving their bath, the large deities may simultaneously be dressed by a second pujari. See, this is more the handbook, right? Since the Lord is unlimited, he can receive all kinds of worship simultaneously and from innumerable devotees without difficulty. So that's uh, that's that text about uh, decorating the, the deity. Uh, then... Uh, the next item from text number uh, 33. Padyam achamaniyam cha gandam sumanasokshatam dupa dipo pahariyani dadjanneshu shadayar chakra. The worshiper should faithfully present me with water for washing my feet and mouth, fragrant oils, flowers, and unbroken grains, along with incense, lamps, and other offerings. So now he's all bathed and dressed. So now the next thing is that when that happens, there's no purport here in the uh, BBT edition, no, nor does Sridhar Swami have a purport. But there's a lot here <laughs> in, the, in the manual. Uh, by the way, interesting word here for flowers. Padyam achamaniyam, padyam achaman, water for washing the mouth, gandam fragrances. Then for flowers is sumanasaha. The word uh, sumanas means good minded, well disposed, benevolent, you know, manas and su, sumanas. But then it also means flowers, because they make you feel that way. <laughs> uh, so that's also uh, also the, the, the plant there, the, the Sumanas uh, flowers. Uh, uh, so here, they mentioned here, uh, when it mentions unbroken, in their explanation, unbroken grains, or akshata, uh, consists usually of uncooked rice mixed with either kumkum or turmeric for Vishnu deities other than Krishna, who prefers plain white rice. Mm. One generally <laughs> so for Krishna, you just you just use plain white uncooked rice also, because then it says one generally offers akshata by tossing a pinch at a time at the deity's lotus feet while chanting his names. Either 16 or 108 names, preceding each name with Om, followed by the name in the dative case, followed by Namaha, like Om Krishnaya Namaha. That's the dative case. In Indian temples, pujaris frequently do this as a form of worship on behalf of a visitor to the temple. You come, you make a donation, and they, they do this for you. you know, the raw rice at their feet, or mixed with different things. One can also worship the various associates of the Lord, uh, such as those mentioned in text 29, that there's a whole list of various associates, with Akshata while chanting their names. Like if Garuda is on the altar, if, you know, it may, may be... Or the weapons, the chakra, the, you know, all those are also considered associates. 
Then they have a little discourse on here, by the way, uh, of offerable and unofferable flowers, because it's mentioned Sumanasaha. You know uh, Shastra states that the Lord is more pleased with offerings of first-class flowers than with offering of jewels and gold. Cheaper too. <laughs> but you know, to get first class flowers is really difficult because we've always had that you were supposed to offer fragrant flowers, probably mentioned useless flowers with no scent. But when they breed them by the florists, they, they look that they last a long time and they look good and they don't care how they smell. So that presents has presented us with a challenge. Anyway, it goes on. Therefore, much attention should be given to procuring suitable flowers. Offerable flowers are those with a sweet fragrance. See, that's like the first thing. Especially if they are white or yellow. If these are unavailable, you may offer scentless or dark-colored flowers, so long as they have none of the faults mentioned above. Mentioned below, excuse me. Then there's a list from the Hari Bhakti Vilas of particular flowers that are glorified. And these guys have done their research work and they have the Latin names. Because they give you a, a Sanskrit name and you don't know what, what, you know, <laughs> what they call. And of course they mention uh, Kadamba flowers, jasmine, uh, mango buds, uh, malika, night blooming jasmine, uh, various kinds of jasmine, uh, frangipani. Uh, anyway, there's a there's a list here. A lot of them in Latin, and they don't know what the local names are. <laughs> Maybe there's a whole lot of uh, lot of work for people. The Hari Bhakti Vilas lists unofferable flowers as follows: flowers that are torn, old, or dried up. Except lotus, champaka, tulsi, agastya, and bakula. Rotten flowers or those infested with or eaten by insects. Flowers that have fallen on the ground, except bakula. This must be the like the Siddha bakula tree. This is probably what they're talking about. Uh, bad-smelling flowers. Scentless flowers, except kusha, flowers from thorny plants, thorny plants, unless fragrant and light-colored, although any color of rose is acceptable. I'm just so glad rose made the cut. Rose and thorny. Uh, flower buds, except jasmine. Flowers with impure things like hair on them. Flowers from a cemetery. There goes that uh, grave robbing uh, exercise. Uh, flowers that have touched an impure object, such as a corpse. Flowers held while offering pranams. Flowers collected with or held in the left hand. Flowers collected in the lower cloth. Flowers that have been placed on the head or ears or that have touched the lower part of the body. Flowers smelled by someone, and then they're not offerable, they've been enjoyed. Uh, flowers washed by submersion in water, thereby losing their smell and staining whatever cloth they touch. Flowers picked in the hottest part of the day or at night. How do you get night blooming jasmine? Anyway. <laughs> Maybe a lot of little exceptions for those kind of things. Flowers acquired by means of breaking branches or uprooting plants must be nonviolent. Arca flowers and dustura flowers. Also, one should not use stolen flowers or flowers that have been perfumed with oils or another agent. So those are the general work rules. We used to have trouble sometimes in brahmacharis in a bus or something fanning out in your neighborhood and stealing the neighbor's roses and then they go away and you have to you know, pacify everybody. So They didn't know this rule that if you steal them, you know, you can ask permission, I usually do it. Anyway. 
Some people had a preference for being on the wrong side of the law. Okay, so now that's the flower. Uh, more details than you ever wanted to know, but. I mean, sometimes, Prabhupada, you know, when you have emergency circumstances, sometimes you can make different arrangements. But I, I think Prabhupada sometimes got flowers from graves or something <laughs> when there was nothing else available. Uh, so now let's go on. Uh, text number uh, number uh, 34. Uh, another list of Things to offer. Gudda payasa sarpimshi shashkulya pulpa moltakam samyava dadhi supamscha navigyam satikalpayet. Within his means, the devotee should arrange to offer me sugar candy, sweet rice, ghee. Shashkuli, and then they add in, in uh, brackets, rice flour cakes. Apu, 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 long A, long U, apu, various sweet cakes, modaka, steamed rice flour dumplings filled with sweet coconut and sugar, some yava, Wheat cakes made with ghee and milk and covered with sugar and spices, yogurt, vegetable soups, and other palatable foods. <coughs> and they say here in the purport that you can acquire in detailed information of proper and improper foods to offer in deity worship by consulting. And they give the place to look up at the Hari Bhakti Vilas and these things. But this is the, the list here. Uh, Gurda, uh, uh, sugar candy, payasa, sweet rice. Uh, the word sarpimshi, uh, sarpis, this is some, some derivative or form of uh, sarpis is ghee, clarified butter. Uh, uh, it, that's the word that's used, sarpis, uh, so things with. Uh, Ghee. And then this has this other list, uh, Shashkuli. Uh, 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 the, the, the Sanskrit dictionary says a kind of large ear shaped cake made of rice flour sugar and sesame and fried in ghee. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur also mentions shashkuli. He says shashkuli is the sweet in the shape of an ear and fried in ghee. He says the same thing. Uh, but the, the word um, shashkuli, it means uh, not necessarily the ear low, but the, the orifice of the ear. Sounds like a kind of a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe donuts make it under this. <laughs> but these are our rice flour, yes. Uh, according to the dictionary, yes, uh, rice flour. But anyway, modaka. The modaka is there. The the uh, uh, um, what do they say in the? Yeah, I already read the, the consult the high bhakti vilas. Yeah, so they have the, yeah, the, so the modaka again is this uh, steamed rice flour dumplings, uh, which are uh, uh, filled with sweet coconut and sugar. And then there's some yava, the wheat cakes, with ghee, milk, covered with sugar and spices. Those are the things that are mentioned there. 
Uh, yeah, those uh, those are the. Uh, so the word is used here also the sati. You should do it if possible. If you can. The explanation here in the Pancharachapitika uh, Deepika, Pancharachapitika, they just say, as described in Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Boga Arti song, Lord Krishna and his coward friends enjoyed a great variety of foods, which Srimati Radharani and her associates then relish as prasad. In Gaudiya Vaishnava temples, generally, one plate of food is offered to Krishna, which is then offered as Krishna's prasad to Radharani. When offering separate separate plates, this is an interesting point here, when offering separate plates, one for Krishna, one for Radha, the Pajari should understand that Radharani is offering her plate first to Krishna and that she is eating only after the Lord has completed his repast. An alternative to offering two separate plates is to offer one very large plate with as opulent an offering as possible. In any case, whether offering one or many plates, the devotee doing the offering should understand that he is presenting everything to his own spiritual master who will then offer the boga through the Guru Parampara to Lord Chaitanya, Lord Krishna, their associates. Therefore, in offering boga, we chant the pranam mantras to the spiritual master, Lord Chaitanya, Lord, and Lord Krishna, praying that they will accept our insignificant offering. So that's uh, uh, yeah, that's the, the mission there, and then do we have? Do we have? Yeah, there's more about offerings with text number thirty-five. Uh, that subject. No, no. Now, okay. Now we're now now we're finished with five. Why do I have this? Okay. Uh, you the wrong number here. Okay. So text thirty-five. Abhyanga unmadana, abhyango unmardana darsha. Danta dava vishishanam ananya gita nityani harvani shur utanvaham. On special occasions and daily, if possible, the deity should be massaged with ointment, shown a mirror, offered a eucalyptus stick for brushing his teeth, bathed with five kinds of nectar offered all kinds of opulent foods and entertained with singing and dancing. That's what they uh, say here. Now, uh, the purport here uh, in this BBT uh, edition uh, it quotes Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur describes the process of deity worship as follows. Um, first, the deity's teeth should be cleaned and his body massaged with fragrant oil and rubbed with vermilion, camphor powder, and so on. Camphor powder. Anyway, whatever that is. Uh, Then he should be bathed with fragrant water and the five kinds of nectar. Next one should offer valuable silk garments and jeweled ornaments to the deity, smear his body with sandalwood paste and offer him garlands and other gifts. After this one should hold a mirror in front of the deity and then offer fragrant oils, flowers, incense, lamps and scented water for refreshing the mouth. One should offer all types of palatable foods, fragrant water, betel nut, garlands, arti lamps, a bed to rest on, and so on. 
One should also fan the deity and perform instrumental music, singing, and dancing. This deity worship must be performed on special occasions like religious holidays or else, if one can afford it, daily. According to Sridhar Swami, Ikadasi is an appropriate day for performing special deity worship. That's what they say here. Uh, they, they say uh, in the translation here, offering a eucalyptus stick. Well, uh, actually, in India, Prabhupada always used nim uh, for, for the toothbrush. You nim twig and you make the end of the... Basically, you're the surface of your teeth and your gums. It's very, it's very, very good. And when Prabhupada was in America, couldn't get neem, and so they were using eucalyptus tw- twigs uh, flown in from California. <laughs> I remember people collecting the twigs and keeping them in water, you know, with the top on them, so that Prabhupada would have these uh, uh, t- uh, twig toothbrushes. Uh, now here in the Pancharatrika Patipaka uh, book, oh, I have time to read this. Uh, the devotee may offer various items, such as those listed here, as aspects of kingly worship. Again, the deity is worshipped, Prabhupada said, like a king in his palace. Uh, uh, and so like a temple which has deities, the actual proprietor and owner of the temple are the deities uh, and the devotees all live in the servants quarters basically that's what it is legally for example the temple of Jagannath Puri the legal owner is Lord Balaram he's the owner but not Krishna because he's the older brother (laughs) so that's why they do everything correctly. <laughs> right. uh, the devotee soga may offer various items, such as those listed here as aspects of kingly worship. That's why Prabhupada has said that even if you're worshiping Radha and Krishna, they're worshipped as uh, uh, as Krishna in in, uh, in Dwarka. Uh, Rukmini, uh, Krishna, Rukmini, Vasudeva, so on, or Lakshmi Narayan, because the opulence is, is, is there. Such items may be offered occasionally if it is not possible to offer them every day. As mentioned in the purport to this verse, Srila Sridhar Swami recommends Ikadasi as an appropriate day for performing special worship of the deity. The Bajari could, for example, offer Panchamrita Snana every Ikadasi, the bat bathing with uh, Panchamrita. And on that day he can also chant additional prayers at the conclusion of the morning worship, perhaps after the Darshanarti, when the deity is greeted. Or on Ikadasi, some items that on regular days are offered only with mantra and water or flower petals could be offered directly as stick for brushing the teeth. Dun, dun, dun. So, see, these things, the things that you don't have, you can always offer them mentally or with mantras. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're doing it just because you're not available, uh, that's, the Lord accepts them. If you're doing it because you don't want to take the trouble, then got a problem. Uh, so you can then offer the, the, that stick or betel nut. Similarly, on a codice, he could decorate the Lord's bed with flowers as stipulated uh, for the six of the 64 upacharas, the 64 items for worshipping the deities are listed here. The ointment mentioned in this in the verse cited can refer to sesame seed paste, which one rubs on the deity to cleanse, clean him before his bath. Uh, so that's uh, uh, right. at this point now. It's going to uh, uh, talk about. Uh, Another form of deity worship is, is, is fire sacrifices. 
Um, that will, we'll have to stop here and take that up, text 36, uh, next class. So now we can open it up for questions and comments. Uh, you can uh, text a message in, uh, call in. Star six if you're on the phone. Star six if you're on the phone. Uh, Mayapur TV. There's a method also, right? Yeah, text it on the chat. Text box. it on the, the chat box in Mayapur TV. And we have a live studio audience here today. <laughs> <laughs> also ask questions. <laughs> We already have a question here. Okay. So Ramananda Prabhu asks, what is the proper way to dispose of sacred trash? At present we burn items that are flammable, photos, cloth, etc. Bury biodegradable items, spoiled prasadam, flowers, etc. Dispose of everything else in the ocean, old jewelry, beads, etc. Is that okay? Sometimes I feel bad. For example, I feel uneasy about burning photos of the Lord. But what can be done? Any suggestions? Uh, Those are the prescribed ways of doing it. Um, We used to put all our stuff in the river until we got stopped by the police. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to explain we were purifying the scripture. (laughs) They couldn't understand it. So, so you have to have to you know, adapt things to the, the local surroundings, uh, uh, and, and be a little environmentally conscious. So uh, that's that's required. I mean, we uh, some things you can't. Sometimes if rice has gone bad, you could put it out for the animals, but it's it gets toxic, and will kill birds that eat the eat the rice that's gone bad. So it's best to bury that and, uh, and uh, so on. And I'm, I'm a little hesitant to put anything in the ocean that can... You see these pictures of dolphins with, with fish nets on them and all, all those things that can, can harm the wildlife. So Anyway, you just do the best you can with, with, with that kind of thing. I don't know what, what you do with... with uh, so, I mean, we used to really have the sacred thrones, but, but like if you're printing Krishna conscious books and you have all these pages and pages of stuff that have to be... I, I, would, I would shred them and make them into confetti myself and recycle them, you know. Uh, that's how I would do it. You feel bad doing it, you know, you have pictures. Of, I, I wouldn't bury these things, you know. So I, I would, I think a shredder is the best way to deal with those things. Sort of decommission them somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a question regarding the flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flowers mentioned uh, in the Shrimad Bhagavatam were they uh, directly uh, used for the um, for Didi's body or the ones that we use also for the vases? This is talking especially for ornamenting the deity. Okay. Uh, and particularly uh, like that. that that's, uh, that's, that's the garlands that go on the deities and for puja and uh, all those things like that, yeah. So for the vases we can use even though, like in the, win- in the summer it's easier if we have garden, you know, we can yeah, have yeah. the beautiful fragrant flowers, but in the winter we just have to buy flowers that, you know, sometimes are not fragrant, so if we use yeah. them for the vases that's okay. Well, e- even, you know, generally our procedure is if you can't get a fragrant flower, you, you know, add a little oil to the to the the flower that you have to use because we don't live in a tropical climate and uh, and they don't grow flag- fragrant flowers i mean they just uh, it's just not that's not their main thing is their scent it's how they look and how long they last and so on i have a question i have a question um, 
my question is, um, do we put the do we put sandalwood paste on Krishna all year, or is that just for the summertime? Um, that's a good question. Uh, uh, sandalwood is known as cooling, and therefore for the summer. Uh, uh, it does, it, I, I don't know where it's mentioned. That's one of the sixteen upacharas. I'm sorry. No, but uh, I mean, a little bit, you know, is is probably all right, but you wouldn't really. But I think there are other there are other uh, other fragrances to use in the dead of winter. But I, I don't I don't really know what what they are. Okay, I didn't know if it changed in the winter time. I'm interested. Yeah, I don't I don't know for sure. I have to ask Pujaris what they do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Ratan Chakrabarti S. He says, Hare Krishna. Please, in my humble obeisances, O glory to Srila Prabhupada. How can we improve our faith in deity worship as the Lord is identical with his deity form, as the Lord manifested himself with his causeless mercy? And then also, he wants to know what your reference is on deity worship. Which okay. Uh, I, I, I believe that deity worship. Uh, 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 one time German theologians uh, the idea of uh, the expression Gott für uns the way God appears for us you know and Gott für uns, God for us is the deity this is the way Krishna has come and made himself available and tends to come out uh, uh, by himself uh, Sometimes like that, Prabhupada uh, got the first uh, Krishna deity because some Indian gentleman had him in his shop and uh, gave him to Prabhupada. Uh, uh, they were there, and you know th- th- this way they, they they show up. We know how Jagannath uh, showed up because uh, uh, Malati found him in an import store in L.A. Who is this? And he said, are there others? Uh-huh. Well, that's how they got this. This Lord Balaram Didi came on his own accord too. You know, I, I, I picked him up uh, in an import plaza in uh, Portland, Oregon and had him over my desk and didn't know who he was or and he just liked him. And, and uh, then... Uh, uh, there, I started going to the preaching center. We call it a preaching center, the Temple in Philadelphia. They just had a bunch of top painting, the same one that's behind me now. That came down from New York and to Philadelphia. The the uh, was on the altar, and then one day they had a plank over it. The, this painting was in a bay window. Was their altar? There was a plank over it, and then one day I'm at the temple trying to fit, waiting for some sign, what should I do, these people are so weird, <laughs> philosophy is uh, so wonderful, and uh, and then, then on the plank, there, there was two deities, there, there was a, a Jagannath and Balaram, there was no Supadra, about, about a foot high, uh, at the most, maybe even shorter than that, sitting above the this Panchatapa painting. And I recognized the same one I had over my desk for a couple of three years. And uh, that's how he came, you know, it was just there. So so deities do like that. And and, 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 and Jagannath comes that way. And So this is the way they, they appear. And if you just accept it on faith, that here is Krishna in the form that uh, Prabhupada said that that God is spirit; He's not stone or wood. But because we can only see stone or wood, just so we can have something to see and somebody to bathe and some, He appears as stone or as wood. So He's never He's, he's spirit, uh, he, but He appears this way for us. And uh, j- just take it. That's that's 
that's what we should take advantage of to, to form a relationship. And if we if 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 we tr- treat the deity as Krishna, the, the deity will become revealed to us. Uh, and especially for people who are new to Krishna consciousness or don't have much uh, experience, they can gorni tai or the other easiest one, uh, or even a panchatattva painting. That's also a deity. And the installation process is put them on the wall. <laughs> That's it. And the same with with Prabhupada. One idea had God in a box that we would distribute Gornitai deities on Harinam to people, you know, and Sankirtan. Take them home because they're they're they don't even have to be devotees. To there's they don't accept any offenses. Uh, uh, so the deities are there, the relationship is there as... Uh, uh, but the idea of the deity is to have a relationship, that God has come in this way, uh, and we don't ignore him, uh, we take care, we do something. I mean, uh, all of the things, uh, there's stories like that in Nectar Devotion, uh, that if you can't do worship, you can do it mentally. You, it can be done by mantra. Uh, you can sit and go through a whole deity worship manual and just offer everything in your mind. Deities, also one thing that deities can be made of is manas, out of mind stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, that that's the way uh, uh, they uh, they appear. So that's how, how to, that's the way to form a relationship with, uh, with, the, with the deity. What was this other part of the question? Just asking what, what you're using as a reference for this stuff on deity worship. Okay, so, so th- this book, uh, uh, this, uh, the, the deity worship ministry uh, uh, has a, uh, uh, was formed by the GBC, uh, and the GBC Press published this book called the Pancharachika Padipika, Pancharachika Reveal, Illumination of Pancharachika. Uh, and uh, there was a volume one and a supplement that was published in, in Mayapur, the ISKCON GBC Press. Uh, then they keep referred to volume two, and somehow it never happened. I have not inquired too deeply about what's going on. I just heard that that they are working on a whole other book or something like that. Uh, and so that's the one I'm using for uh, for uh, the other reference. Otherwise, it's just the Bhagavatam that, that uh, the BBT uh, has published. And also, I have uh, uh, the uh, Vishnu Chakravarti's commentary translated by Banu Swami, which is in electronic form, uh, and especially these cantos uh, that uh, the canto and so on. It's very valuable to do that. So those are my sources, plus whatever you hear. <laughs> I mean, deity worship is if people love it for all getting all the details and like controversies about the, the fine things. But anyway, um, Tulsi Priya has a question. She asks, "Are there specific types of foodstuffs that must be offered to the deities, or can anything considered quote good from one's own culture be offered?" Well, so long as it's vegetarian, um, uh, uh, we we know now that that uh, uh, Krishna likes pizza. <laughs> right? Just, uh, even before the the dome of of our. Vedic Planetarium Temple was put up the first dome in Mayapur 
with some brick pizza oven put together <laughs> by the Italian devotees <laughs> who made pizzas. They didn't have wood, but they, they took bamboo rods and put cow dung all around it and put it in the back, you know, to make, make pizza. So we know that's a highly esteemed food. But generally, you know, at big temples we don't offer, we tend to offer more traditional things like that. But uh, it's mentioned that if some, some local thing is highly esteemed in your area, you should offer it, you know, so long as it fits all the requirements. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that's... that's uh, that can be done. Yeah. Your wife from upstairs is has introduction. <laughs> Go ahead. We can hear you both upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> so, Dominique, there's a lag, so it has to be one or the other.
That's 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 a good point to make. That temp, worship in temples, and especially big temples, with one standard and deities at home is a, is another standard. What you offer them, uh, and so on, uh, is uh, uh, relative to the circumstances that they are, that they are in. So that's uh, that's an important point. Um, Tulsi Priya just had a quick follow-up question to her previous one about what can you offer to the deities. Um, she asked, so rice is not mandatory? Uh, she thought that she read that in the deity book. That's, that is um, the main grain of India, and that's what they offer. Uh, there, uh, if uh, you can offer other grains, if if that's not what grows there, I mean, what are you going to do in Iceland? Right? I mean, right now there's you know you can get all these things everywhere around the world, but if you can't, you're going to use local stuff, you know, and you you won't you won't have you won't have rice, but some grain has to be there. Anybody else here? That's all the questions online. All right. Okay, so we will pick up next session with text number 36. We will now be talking a little bit about uh, fire sacrifices. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Mad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.